You're listening to the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable, the official Star Wars Rebels discussion podcast of StarWarsReport.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rebels Roundtable, on Twitter at Rebels Round, or through our website, RebelsRoundtable.com. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, so strap yourselves in and welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to another special mini-interview episode of the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable. As you know, as we've been releasing, or I guess you could say simultaneously releasing, those episodes of our coverage of Season 6 of The Clone Wars, which are appearing both as Republic Forces Radio Network episodes on that feed, and here as sort of a prelude to Rebels Roundtable on the Rebels Roundtable feed, we have been adding in little special mini-interviews and data-burst episodes and such, both to give you more information about the team. In case you're coming to the show new from either Republic Forces Radio Network without ever checking out Star Wars Beyond the Films or vice versa, uh, so you can get to know the individual members of the team and what we're thinking about some of the more recent uh, eruptions within Star Wars fandom as they relate to Rebels. We're hoping that that will provide some incentive for those who listen to one of the older shows to jump aboard this new feed. So if you have friends out there who've been listening to Republic Forces Radio Network, make sure they do jump over here, otherwise they're missing some episodes and they'll miss everything once the end of our Season 6 coverage comes around. This time we wrap up our interviews with the core cast, the core panelists of the new Rebels Roundtable podcast by bringing in an individual who has provided a unique perspective over the years to Republic Forces Radio Network simply by means of gender here. So I would say, as we seem to often say, perhaps too much on RFRN, as a woman, Jen, welcome to the show. <laughs> as a woman, welcome. <laughs> it's never happened before. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it, there's always the, the, well, what about Jen's perspective? What about Jen? <laughs> Although I will say you're also the resident clone nut. So yeah, yeah you can still <laughs> say, you know, filling a couple of different roles here. Well, Jen's been with us on Republic Forces Radio Network here for quite a while. But of course, that series tends to focus much more on our thoughts on the Clone Wars than it does on us as individuals in most respects. So uh, Jen, as we move into our mini interview here, one question uh, starts us off each time, which is, how did you become a Star Wars fan? Uh, I'm one of those dirty, dirty people who never saw the original trilogy unedited or with unspecial edition, the original, original trilogy. I never saw it. I, well, I did, I have, I've seen it since, but I was introduced to Star Wars when the special editions came out in theaters because I think I'm the baby of this group, actually. I think I might be the youngest. So I was a little too young to catch them when they first came out, but I got to see the special editions and I was hooked ever since. And that makes a lot of people hiss and make faces because I apparently have seen the imperfect versions to start off my fan career. <laughs> but you did see the special editions then, so you saw them prior to seeing the prequels. So you're not that much of a baby, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, I just kind of just missed the original airing of most of the... I think I was around for Return of the Jedi. I was like, it's still in diapers, so I wasn't quite able to get to the theater yet. Yeah, that seems to be the case with many of us, <laughs> being able to be, be very, very small when one's out and then uh, having to wait for the next time around, it seems. But you did see the special editions in theaters? All of them? Yes, all three of them. Okay, okay, so yep. that's good. Uh, and I admire 
uh, your your ability to avoid using the term unmolested when talking about <laughs> the uh, the original versions of them. Now, obviously, you are doing podcasting, or you wouldn't be here, but that is just one of the ways that fandom might be expressed. So our second question, as we're looking at things here, is how do you usually express your fandom? You know, some people do costuming, some do podcasting, some do fan films, some do chronology stuff, some read, some collect toys, some collect uh, plates. What is it that you do to specifically express your fandom? Mm, I mostly read. I'm not a stuff person, so I don't really collect. That's my husband's thing. But I do read. I've really got into some of the EU books, especially, obviously, the clone-based ones, like the Karen Travis novels and some of the others that um, were kind of taking place in the Clone Wars period. And then I started kind of branching out and reading some of the older ones. I would have loved to eventually make like a suit of Mandalorian armor. I've got a some of the ideas rolling around in my head, but maybe for one of these celebrations at some point, I would love to do that. Now, you mentioned your husband doing Star Wars collecting. That is something that's unusual amidst the group. In many cases, there tends to be, you know, the one of us who's the fan and the spouse that just kind of either is somewhat of a fan, as was the case in my case, but not necessarily a collector or someone who just kind of, you know, puts up with it, as is often the case. So when you two do your collecting, do you tend to collect things together or does it tend to be things where, you know, you kind of have your things that you do? He has his things, and the two don't really cross. Like, for instance, if you're collecting particular book lines, does that play into his? And is there anything he collects that plays into yours? Or are they just separate collections? He's more of an action figure collector, but we do share books. Like, we would swap them around. Like, we went through the whole the Karen Travis series, the Republic Commando series, where he read, like, one, and then I would read it. And then he would be reading the next one, and we'd be switching back and forth and be talking about it. So we share that a lot, and it's actually really fun because we can be discussing stuff with each other as we're reading and get each other's reactions. As far as the action figures and stuff, he takes a fiendish delight in getting new ones when I'm not around and putting them out and waiting how long it takes me to notice that they're there. Nice. (laughs) You, having been someone who read the Karen Travis stuff and really, really got into it, and being the clone fan that we know, certainly the Clone Wars as a series in general must have been a bit of a shock in relation to that. Uh, And now we have the Order 66 arc on top of that, Looking back on it, has your reaction to how the Clone Wars affected Karen Travis's participation in Star Wars changed over time as the Clone Wars series has gone on? Or do you feel like your original gut reaction is the same now as it was then? And if so, what was the gut reaction? Well, I'm kind of torn in some ways. Like, I don't mind the Clone Wars canon. Like, I actually really enjoy it for the most part. I feel like some of the Karen Travis stuff was more character-oriented, which is kind of my cup of tea. I really enjoy getting into characters' heads and seeing what's going on. So having that be kind of erased is frustrating, as all of the EU fans are probably feeling now. But I can kind of reconcile that the two are just they're their own little kind of mini universes at this point. And I can just sit and enjoy the Clone Wars stuff and have that in my mind be separate from, from the Karen Travis stuff. And so I'm, I was really sad to see her leave Star Wars. That's kind of really my biggest complaint with the whole thing, but she had her reasons and I respect that. And I'm hoping maybe at some point we'll see some more clone stuff, even though the Clone Wars were out of that era, maybe we'll still see some clones running around eventually in Rebels. 
So you like to get inside people's heads, very much like an inhibitor <laughs> chip, I must say. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, not a tumor, although although sometimes we do have to remind ourselves, that the, the other members of the team do have to remind ourselves, hey, behave, Jen is on the call, so just saying. <laughs> All right, so from the bigger picture perspective, we have just pretty much rounded out or about to round out from a recording standpoint as if we're recording this, our coverage of The Clone Wars, not just with the series and then going back and doing the film, but finally with season six done. So from a big picture perspective, what are your thoughts overall on the Clone Wars now that it is all said and done? I'm, I love, I always say I'm of two minds. And unfortunately that's kind of always the case. I really enjoyed most of the Clone Wars. There were some duds uh, as we all kind of saw as we went through the entire series. There were some places where it was frustrating where I was really hoping to get some material and we didn't quite get it. Like some of the character stuff with, with some of the clones, especially in that Order 66 arc, it was really plot-driven, and I was really hoping to get a little bit more of the character side of that, and we didn't really get it. But as far as, like, an overarching, you know, big universe full of characters and and really interesting stuff, I thought, for the most part, it was really fun. I wasn't sure at the beginning. Really was on the fence, and I almost stopped watching it at one point. But I'm glad we stuck around, because it was it's really... It was fun. It's been an enjoyable ride. And I'm hoping that Rebels is of the same caliber and maybe even takes it further. So you're one who, even though the big announcement has come down that basically said that, you know, all those books you read about the Clone Wars, yeah, that's all legends. What's really going to be carried forward, and we kind of knew this to begin with, I guess, because it was Lucas involved, is the Clone Wars TV series. So you would say that it wound up being of a quality level that it's cool, it's fine, it's good, perhaps even, that that's what goes forward for the Clone Wars and what is now going to be considered the way it happened. I've never been a really big canon versus EU or AU fan person. Like, I just enjoy the story. And if it's not technically canon, we had a conversation about this way, way back when Clone Wars first started, where we were all discussing whether Clone Wars should be in the canon or not. And I... Just it's it's a fun thing for me. This is supposed to be entertaining. And so if I find that I'm getting really frustrated with the canon, that's when I kind of take a step back and it's like, you know, this is just for entertainment. I'm going to have Gen canon and, and this is what I like in my head. And, and if anybody really thinks that's a problem, well, they're not in my head, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I have kind of Gen canon and the things that I like and make like a little timeline in there. And for the rest of it, if someone else likes something else as the canon, or if someone else says this is officially canon, I, it's not really a big deal to me. Now, you mentioned when wrapping up your thoughts about Clone Wars that you really kind of hoped that we saw something with Rebels would wind up being about the same caliber. So that leads us into the last of the bigger, broader questions here, which is when it comes to Star Wars Rebels, and as of the time we're recording this, we're about 24 hours away from seeing an official trailer on May the 4th, on Disney XD and all, when it comes to Rebels, what is it that you, I guess we sort of split it here because it could go in different directions depending on the answers. What is it that you expect to see from Rebels and what is it that you hope to see from Rebels? Ooh, I don't have much in the way of expectations. From the feeling I've gotten from this, all the teasers and the stuff we've been seeing, it looks like this is a very core group that is this show is going to center around and they're going to be kind of flitting around from place to place so the setting is going to be changing at least from what i can tell as opposed to the cast which is kind of a switch from clone wars because we had a core group but we also had these ancillary characters and because of the way it was laid out we could kind of jump around to them more so i'm curious as to how that's going to work expectations expectations 
uh, or what I would really like to see, I would really love to see some of the loose ends that Clone Wars left us tied up or at least mentioned. Like, I would love to see a hint of what is Ahsoka's fate? Like, I don't, I'm not one of the people that really, really loves her, but she just kind of wandered off and I'd really like to know, is she around? Is she dead? Is what's going on with her? Same with, like, say, Rex. I would really love to know, like, where is he? Where does he end up? Is he alive? Did he die? How? And, you know, if they did some of the clones leave during Order 66, are there any other Jedi running around? Well, apparently there's one, at least, as far as Rebels is concerned. But I would like to see some of that touched on because it did, the series, Clone Wars, did end kind of abruptly in the sense of, some of these characters that we've had for years and years just kind of dropped off the map. And I would love to see them continue. Very true. Unfortunately, it seems like at least to start with, they said that they're not going to do too much with them. But this yeah. is Filoni. I mean, Filoni, <laughs> not going back to his favorites. I mean, he can spin anything, too. So If Plo Koon wasn't already dead, you know he'd be back. I'm uh, waiting for Embo. He'll be there. Oh, that's true. That's true. Now... <laughs> You know, there's there was a, a recent image that showed up online that showed an upcoming line of toys, action figures and such. And among part of that, I'm not really big on following the toy releases all that much, so it's not really something that I would have leapt at, except when this image was shared, it was pointed out that one of the characters and the design of that character was basically Rebels Obi-Wan Kenobi. You mentioned Kanan, essentially the idea there being one Jedi apparently still out there, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Rebels. First impression, good idea, bad idea, we'll see if they handle it well. It's always kind of, we'll see if they handle it well. It's like, I always get, after Greedo, (laughs) that's right, Greedo, I'm always a little bit nervous when they start pulling in people like that, so... I'm not, I'm gonna just wait and see. I try not to get like all bent out of shape before I even know what's going on. Like, we don't even know the whole cast of the main core of characters for this show. So, I'm gonna wait and maybe it's just a cameo and that's kind of their way to transition the, you know, market to buying from buying like lots of Obi-Wans to over here. And I, I don't know, but I'm gonna wait and see. This could be okay or it could be more Greedo. <laughs> All right, now let's end this here with a question that it was suggested just a little bit before we started this recording that I might want to ask, because, you know, as a woman, you might have a different perspective and all. But we now have not the entire cast revealed of the show, but we do know, especially the villains, really, but we do know a lot about, you know, kind of which are going to be the main hero characters, you know, who are they, who's playing them. They've played it up with those little videos that appeared online, and there was the controversy initially about how when they first started doing those videos, they tended to focus on the male characters, and there was a hubbub, and very, very quickly they made sure, it seems, to put out those other videos a little bit faster in sequence um, to show that, yes, there are very strong female characters coming, uh, Hera, etc., etc. And we just got the Episode 7 cast announcement, and the hubbub is back again when it comes to the fact that among their casting announcement, there is a whole lot of guys, not very many women. Now, the Episode 7 stuff is probably more par for something in a a, a different venue here. But from the standpoint of Rebels, um, from what we're seeing of this main cast so far, do you feel as though this is a show that is going to have, again, as a woman, the same type of atmosphere that could create sort of positive role models for young women that Clone Wars specifically set out to do with Ahsoka? Like, are they continuing that legacy in a strong way, 
Or does the fact that it seems as though they really were focusing on Kanan and so forth rather than the female characters initially, does it seem as though the Ahsoka legacy, so to speak, of appealing to young women with strong female characters is going to continue just based on first impressions? I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of any kind of representation of not necessarily a strong female character, but a female character that's not just a, you know, stand up cardboard fake you know just token character and even if they're kind of weak and whiny if if they're there and they're kind of going on a character journey and being some form of representation like i i'm very positive on that but some of these female characters seem like really interesting um i've been trying to avoid a lot of spoilers so i don't know their names off the top of my head but um, a couple of them seem like they could be really interesting and they're they seem like they're developed characters and or characters that will be developed in the show which in my opinion is very important especially since Yes, the market is pushed towards boys, but like this divergent market thing is something that I find very frustrating. It was very frustrating when I was a little girl um, because I didn't want to play with Barbie dolls. I wanted to play with you know, dinosaurs and, and Star Wars characters and stuff like that. And and so having something for girls to feel like they are represented and that they matter is, is really important to me. Uh, the movie, we don't really know exactly what's going on with that yet, so I won't really comment on that yet, but... Not to be cynical, but I'm not surprised that there's only one woman being cast so far, just because, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the market seems to think that ladies don't like to watch action hero movies, but we do. And on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. It's a good uh, point to be brought out there to all those uh, entertainment executives out there who seem to be making decisions that a lot of times don't feel like they reflect the actual audience who's going to see it so much as who they think is going to see it. Hmm. All right, well, Jen, thank you very much for joining me for this uh, mini-interview. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, in the coming days, you'll be able to hear more from Jen as the team continues its coverage of Season 6 of The Clone Wars and as we head towards Star Wars Rebels. Thanks again for joining me, Jen. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Report's Rebels Roundtable. Interact with us online at facebook.com slash rebelsroundtable or on Twitter at Rebels Round. Also, be sure to visit RebelsRoundtable.com when looking for an episode directory of the show. The Rebels Roundtable team is proud to carry on the legacy of Venganza Media's Republic Forces Radio Network podcast. We invite you to visit RepublicForces.com's archive section to hear many of the team members' thoughts on the Clone Wars, droids, Ewoks, and the Clone Wars micro-series. And check out Star Wars Beyond the Films, the official Expanded Universe podcast of StarWarsReport.com, hosted by Nathan and Mark, which you can find amongst the Second Airborne Division podcast network on StarWarsReport.com. And out. And when you said <laughs> developing characters, I almost made a boo boo joke, know. but I didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> it was out of my mouth. I was like, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because now everyone's going to be thinking boob windows and everything. Oh, no. All right. Cool.